Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. What is up, everybody? It is Trauma Drama. We are back again, and may I say, more fired up than ever. We've had so much fun recording the last few days. Um, But my name is Kaylee, and this is Nick, uh, and we got some pretty exciting stuff for you today. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. Um, On today's episode of Trauma Drama, we're going to start off with our sweet and sour segments, Mm -hmm. Um, and then our main topic today is going to be, how did you learn about sex? So that's going to be really fun to talk about. Um, And then we have a surprise topic from one of our listeners. So yeah, it's going to be a great show. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's dive into it. Do you want to start with your sweet and sours? Yeah, I'll start. Um, Okay, so my sweet is unemployment. So (laughs) it's a touchy subject right now. Um, I I love free money. I love free money. And I have a great tax guy who gets like, I don't have to, you know, pay it back because that's what unemployment is. It's a little bit of a loan. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, Nick, we anyways, just talked about your obsession with money, and here I you know. Are I'm again. sorry. I'm sorry, but it's my sweet. It's your sweet. So we got a letter from the IRS, and Kayla, who is you know, he um, she's a tax deduction, so it's pretty cool. I love the United States marital system. <laughs> um, so I get more money just for her. Like literally, it was addressed to like her dear Kayla, but like my address was on it, my old address, and then my social was on it. Like literally, she. It's because, like, I filed her under my taxes. It's crazy. So I get, like, $2,400 just for being married to her. It's crazy. That seems, like, pretty fucked up. Like, it seems pretty weird that you get paid for a spouse. Yeah, I think it is weird. (laughs) Um, But I think that's why, like, people fought so hard to, like, to get married, like, to have those equal rights because it is such, like, a a benefit. Yeah. Like, you get more money at the end of the year. You get less taken out for taxes. Like, it's wild. Um. Okay, so my sour is still my ankle because I had to go to work mm-hmm. on it and mm-hmm. the waves are super big right now and I can't surf. And then, oh, my other sour is the Google Drive. <laughs> um, it said I, I was full yesterday. Like it was taking up space on my iPad. Okay. And I almost snapped my iPad over my knee because I was like, <laughs> this is impossible. <laughs> this is on the Google Drive. It's not on my iPad. And it was taking up my whole 64 gigs and I had to like... It was a really easy solution. Just delete the app and re-download it. But it took me like an hour to get to that yeah, point because I got so sense. mad. And then I got I got hot and I mm-hmm. just like, oh, so No, annoying. I can picture you like super overreacting to small things <laughs> like that. Like I think it makes a lot of sense. It sucked because um, I was in a creative mindset. I was about to edit. I was like, this is going to be off. sick. And I, fuck, I couldn't you. do it. <laughs> <laughs> All your creativity was wasted. Yeah, it was. Oh, I had to reset, oh, come back God. to it. Um, I can go next. Thank you for that, Nick. I have so many thoughts about just how weird you are. But anyways, um, <laughs> my I have a few sweets and I was trying to pinpoint one of like, what is the most appropriate? What makes the most sense for this topic? Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't think of any. So I'm just going to go with what I have is like my I know I updated a lot of our listeners about like how the gym is going for me and how it's going with me like 
getting back into it and um, yeah. doing personal training. And my personal trainer is like so hot and is 20 <laughs> years old and is a dancer for the college down the street from me. And I make her laugh so hard during our sessions that like she, it's so funny. We have such a good time. Um, but I think she's straight, so I, we don't have to go there. Okay. But, yeah. It, what, so your suite is that you have a super hot trainer that you yeah. make laugh? Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's my suite. Just to be clear, you're it's all, not that like the also, gym's going yeah. well. It's that like my trainer's awesome and like we have a great you time. You look like you're getting jacked, so that's good. It's really nice. Thank you. It might just be my, my dress, but anyways. Um, but your sour. <laughs> my sour is... Uh, it's a few different things, but I, I want to start with like my my job is just fucking me right now. Like mm-hmm. my staff members that I supervise are um, are really great, but we got some like pretty harsh feedback in one of our sessions this week that said like my supervisors need to keep up with the deadlines that they set for us. And if they ask us to do things, they need to do it too. And then like a little winky face at the end of the anonymous like feedback. And it was so bitchy and so annoying. And I was like, I always train, not train. I always coach my RAs on like time, place, and manner. Like, is this the right time? Is this the right place? And is this the right way to address the situation? Because that's one of their biggest pieces of feedback. They'll be like, Kaylee, this happened. And it's like an emergency, but they didn't respond. And then they're like, Kaylee, this happened. And I need your help right away because 911. And it's like not an emergency. So like they don't understand the gauge of what is like emergent and what's not. But yeah, the harsh feedback is always kind of hard. So that is hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it is. It's part of the job is coaching um, students, and like sometimes they're mean, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're great and wonderful. And most of my staff is, but the the few that are like Kaylee, you suck. I'm like, don't talk to me. So that was a really good sour. Thank you. Are you? Did you have any? No, no, no. That was good. That was good. Fucking... I sometimes don't feel like you're genuine, and I know I struggle with it. <laughs> I think I said it in the last episode, ignore my voice and my body yeah. language. Yeah. Just listen to what I'm saying. When you said you thought you were going to have to fake your reaction to my murder story. <laughs> I I had no idea what was coming. That was, <laughs> wow, I'm still reeling from that one. That's okay. Um, um, let's go into our main topic. Let's do it. Uh, how did you learn about sex? Bram, bram, bram. Yeah. I keep wanting to sing, let's talk about sex, baby. Baby, <laughs> you and me. <laughs> I just you, keep... you go first, though. Okay. It's your, it's your topic. I want to hear I want to yes. hear. So the story of how I learned about sex is what I would assume most young people in our generation experience, which is like no sex education or experiencing like the end of the abstinence only education and then getting into some of the like reproductive health education. But yeah, I guess only from what I can remember was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is what a penis looks like. This is what a vagina <laughs> looks like. If you guys, like, if you use them together, you can make a baby. So be careful. And also, look at all these diseases. Mm-hmm. So do with that what you want. Yeah. And <laughs> right, I think the biggest, lunch. right, the biggest thing that I want to talk about today is, like, I I had this conversation with my, my sister. Like, my sister and I grew up in the same house. And we talked a lot about, like, how did we learn about sex outside of school? Like, yes, sex education exists as part of, like, the c- curriculum of California, but it was like, yeah, the anatomical like penis, vagina, yes. reproductive systems, and that's it. But nobody talks about like pleasure. Nobody talks about orgasms. Nobody talks about like the things. You know that... who did talk about that? Who? J- Julie Seco. 
No way. That, Can you want to tell my, our viewers? Yeah, who, yeah. That's my wife's mom. So my mother-in-law, um, amazing lady, a little shout out. Um, but she told Kayla, my wife, uh-huh. sex feels really good. It feels even better if you're with someone who you love. Like that Whoa. was how she told Kayla about sex. Interesting. So I thought that was really interesting. And that's almost like mm-hmm. I kind of want to share it like with my kid like that. Yeah. Because that's like the other side of this coin. Like how Absolutely. are we going to. There's porn everywhere. I- I'm yeah. getting way ahead of myself. But like. Yeah. Yeah. That's Retrace. what I'm worried about with my kids. So we're, We have a lot to talk about in this topic. So let me finish first. Because I, I want to say too, not only did like I learn from about sex in sex ed in schools, but like. Family systems, like I wrote down, like parents or porn. Like, where did you learn about? Oh my god, sex? I'm so excited about this topic. This is so much fun. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't parents. into it when we started. I, was like, I know. I knew stupid. you. You always <laughs> underestimate me, and then you go from like apathetic to like fuck yeah. Oh my god, so, I think that's part of like a personality disorder, the manic, <laughs> depressive, isn't it? Well, we'll talk about it anyway. Different topic. Different I did it again. Topic. God damn it. Different topic. <laughs> did you learn about sex from parents or porn? And I think like when it comes to learning, especially from our traumatic past, like sex was never a topic of discussion in my house. Um, and I was the most sexually deviant in my friend group. Like Kayla will tell mm. you that I taught my friends what an uncircumcised penis looks like with like, uh, yes, I've heard a that story. Sweater, it's amazing. yes, and like, <laughs> what that is like to pull the sweater down. And Can you do the motion one bit slower though, just, just like this. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I remember teaching them about like how to give great blowjobs because I was like doing crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> Anytime. First hand. <laughs> Anytime. From my best friend to your wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I I only learned it from like the partners that I had, but I was like 15, 16, maybe even 14, like doing these kind of things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with exploring such sexuality young, but like I wish I was given the information to do it in like a more safe and yeah. like, pleasurable way because I didn't have an orgasm until I was 20 years old. That's fucking terrible. Let me say that again. I didn't have an orgasm until I was 20 years old, and I was sexually active since I was 16. I can't even think about that because it's not a huge, like, mission for me to have an orgasm. I Just men in general, I feel like, can come pretty easy. I don't know. Let's hear. I want to hear from our viewers. Like, what do they think? Do you all think orgasms are missions or not? Uh, For women or for men? Both. And like, I think for any human being that um, is able to have orgasms, because I know there are some in the world that are not, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hit us up on our Instagram trauma drama podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Or or TikTok. What do you you think, Nick? Parents or porn? Uh, Porn, I think. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The the first conversation I had, and I think the only one, like, until I got older and Uh I was talking about it like with my dad more. It was like mm. a buddy kind of. But like when I first experienced like, oh my God, I just came. What was that? Like I, I cried. I was so scared. I had no idea. I was like, and to think about that, I was kind of sheltered. Like I had no wow. clue. Like so I guess my parents might have done good there. Mm-hmm. But then it was like my dad was like, oh, son, like now you can get a girl pregnant. And I was like, okay. Like that was kind of it. So damn and like it was great it was good advice and but 
porn. Mm-hmm. porn. But when I first started watching porn, I only watched like tits and maybe okay. ass. I didn't I didn't look at the vagina. I didn't look at the penis. Okay. Couldn't, like, ah, I was scared. Too I, much. <laughs> yeah, but this was at like 11. Okay. So I was really learning. And then uh-huh. I had to deal with it like in class being super horny all the time, which yeah. now Kayla's a middle school teacher. She deals with. And yep. I literally had boners in class. And I was like, God damn it. How, like, <laughs> uncontrollable, which I mean, <sighs> sometimes that still happens when you just like yeah. men, just have boners like randomly that well yes i i know this to be true with what i've learned now i did want to say too that i like learned about sex from my sexual encounters when i was younger but like when i started to explore my sexual identity and like explore um women and explore my queerness like i learned about queer sex from porn and that was something i wanted to make sure i talked about was like why is there no sex education related to like <laughs> how to scissor? Like I just want to know what that's like. I mean, I do now, but that's besides but the point. But it's not like it's not like actually right? people just do this. It's not like isn't it more like one's literally on the bottom and the yeah. other one's on top? Yes, yeah. I remember having like, to explain it to you. That's not how I would first try it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is how it goes. I. I remember having to explain it to you that it's not like this, but it's yeah. like knees to knees mm-hmm. like this. Yes. <laughs> this is such good I content. Love it. Such good content. I um know, great. but yeah, I, I like I don't know. I, I think there's so many other things related to like sex educa- sex education. Um just like outside of pleasure and outside of orgasms, but also like learning about sexual health, learning about birth control options. Um, I know, those are boring, but Fuck Just you. Move the conversation along. Fuck you. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no, please have safe sex. Have fun sex. Yes. Have safe, se- safe yes. sex. But I do want to break it, like sex itself, and then sexuality. Like I mm, feel like I got, absolutely. I got good, at, I got good at sex with like one particular partner who I spent more than one occasion with, kind yeah. of thing. Because like those one night stands, you can't get feedback. You can't like fix whatever. Like oh shit, like I busted in two seconds. Oops, please. <laughs> Never see her again, but like you know, it's like not a good Nick. experience. It was one time. I'm still that not reminds sure I me. It reminds me of our dear friend. Um, if you're listening, you'll know who you are. But we have a dear friend who we always give a hard time to for giving a dry hand job in the club mm. in Mexico to a race car driver. So if you're yeah. listening, shout out to you. We never forget. <laughs> If you do that, please don't show your friends to come on your hand. Just go wash it off. No one wants to fucking see that. It was mortifying. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, sex and sexuality. I got good yes. at sex through the, sex, but like... The noun and the verb. Yeah, like understanding my own sexuality didn't come mm-hmm. until like now. I'm around mm-hmm. like 24, but it came through a lot of counseling. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of controversial, but... My counselor described what's in men, but society has like kind of oppressed. And apparently it was the mother's job mm. to do this. So the the caveman, like I'm just going to club her in the head, drag her into the cave and have my way with her. Word for word, what my Nick. counselor described. Trigger the warning. Male psyche. Is that a trigger warning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another violent sex act. Oh my God. Okay. Proceed. This isn't real though. This isn't real. This is within the male psyche that okay, society thank you. Sorry. 
has said, hey, moms, you need to drill this out of your sons because you can't do that anymore. Uh-huh. Right. But back in the day when humans were just starting, like the most powerful, the best, the most athletic, the strongest men got all the women. And that because they just took and had their way with them. Right. That's mm. kind of what happened. So that is still in us. Just like just like war, just like <laughs> love, just other parts of us. Of, Stop laughing. I'm trying to make a point. The way, the like way you moan the word war is like oh my God. so ridiculous. War. War. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm but trying no, really hard to listen. I apologize. This is your topic. I'm trying to. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> my point was okay. that it's not right to do that to women. Yes. But it's important to connect with that stuff that's just built into us. We don't have a choice. Yeah. And if you try to like shut it out, sometimes it could come out in more like unhealthy ways. Absolutely. But if you're connected with it, you can communicate with your partner like, hey, this Mm -hmm. is what I need right now. So anyways, long story short, I got good at sex like with people. Yeah. Like actually doing it, but then got good like at understanding what I wanted from sex through like inner looking and whatnot. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's a really good point, and I apologize for laughing at you. Um, no, 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 fuck me. <laughs> I'm going to start off all of our social media videos with you saying, fuck you, Nick. Fuck you, Nick. God. <laughs> it's, my favorite, it's my favorite thing to say. Um, I know. It's really good. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think I agree. It's like they're, I think you're right to separate those two things because, one, we do that anyway when it comes to inclusive practices of like sex gender and sexuality have you ever seen the gender unicorn i don't know what you're talking about okay (laughs) any of that any of that i didn't understand a fucking word (laughs) make noise when you laugh people can't see that you're laughing silence (laughs) sorry my silent laugh is my like most genuine laugh yeah Um, sorry yeah i know but we can't have it okay okay i'll try my best genuinely laughing i'll try my best to breathe out So the gender unicorn is a tool that I used to learn about the difference between sex. Let me try again. Right now I'm talking about sexuality and anatomical assigned sex at birth, not the verb sex. Explain it in dumber words for me. (laughs) I'm talking about if your birth certificate, what your birth certificate says um, your Because of what you came out of the womb with, a penis or a vagina. Correct. Thank you. You're welcome. And sexuality and gender, how they're all different. Agree or disagree? Please explain, ex- define it because I... <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So sex is your assigned sex at birth, the genitalia mm-hmm. that you present with at birth. Yep. Okay. I understand that. Your sexuality is your preference romantically and like sexually. Okay. But there's also two separates, like romantic and sex. But I don't want to get into that with you because I want to just focus on those three. And then gender is the way you present. Okay. The way the world sees you to be. So not what you choose. It is what you choose. Yes. Oh, okay. Gender, okay. But gender can be fluid, as you know. Yes. I love that. Yes. So I think it's important to say there's like those three parts, but I, there's, and there's more, right? That is just me mm-hmm. giving you the what I think should be the fifth grade vernacular of sex education. But um, I didn't learn about that till I was in college, until I was taking classes related to women in psychology, sexuality, stuff like that. So um, 
That is well, my big th- going into the the college part of it. Like I did take like a sexualities class mm-hmm. at Cal State, and it was really awesome, and it really opened yeah. up my eyes. But I had I had a lot of fun discussing porn again, right. and I know that that was kind of like I guess what our main topic was: porn or parents teaching yeah. you sex. And yeah. I got really defensive of porn in the class because some girl like kind of. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, story. it's like fifty-four <laughs> students, and I'm like, uh, actually, porn is good. <laughs> um, but. <sighs> One girl said that porn like should not exist. Like mm. it needs to like be banned. It's violent. It does only harm to like that's what she was saying. And mm. I was like, hey, um, <laughs> I just didn't know how to disagree with her politely. Yeah, because um, I was so fired up about porn. <laughs> so basically, was like, you know, like whatever you're War. saying is probably true. <laughs> yeah, there's violence, of course, but porn has like <laughs> masturbating is a chore. It is a daily activity that I must do, and porn helps with that. Hmm. To that we disagree. No one, well, no one, my sexuality, I don't think is anybody else's responsibility, and if mm-hmm. mine's fucking turned up to 10, I'm gonna yeah. deal with that. Um, I would argue porn, that that's not sexuality, but sex drive. Okay, I like that, I like mm-hmm. that. Um, and I also said that it helped with long distance, because that's how mm. my relationship started. So mm-hmm. and I was able to satisfy those needs without going and finding someone else, because I could use porn, and it also helps in cases where you might want to be a little more aggressive in the bedroom, mm-hmm. but your partner isn't ready to do that, so you use porn as like a healthy outlet, so you don't have to impose that on your partner yet. So those were kind of my points, and yeah. I, sh- I shit you not, I had multiple men come up to me that day after class and say, "Dude, thank you so much for saying that. I was I couldn't have done that," and I was like, "You're welcome." Like they, mm. many people agreed, mainly with the first half that masturbating is a chore that we do every day. <laughs> they didn't really care about the maybe insightful stuff at the end. That's crazy. But, no, and I, I think I have so many things to say about that because I, I think, can I give you my perspective on the on porn and what I think? Is it uh, like what you think porn versus parents still or is it different? Just no, preface it's it different. For me. It's different. Okay, yeah. It's related to what you said about in class, like about your response to porn. Because I think that um, I've always been a big believer in lifting up and normalizing like sex work. I think that there's nothing wrong with sex work if that is a choice for somebody who wants to be involved in it. And um, I think that that should be uh, like, I that's what I believe in. But I don't believe in like what comes with porn of like sex trafficking and the violence and the misuse of women's yes. bodies without their consent and like those sort of things. So it's a very sex workers of, like, can be sexually harassed. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. lifting well, that up. Was, like, that, I mean, yeah. that was huge for me to learn mm-hmm. too. So Yeah. No, absolutely. So that's my stance on that. But I also think like you're right, going back to, to sexuality and like um, the class that we both took. So I remember I took it, then Kayla took it, then you yeah, took that's it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And I learned so many things. I was captivated the entire time. And I remember I wrote a paper. My final paper was about the female orgasm and the like lack of understanding for the female orgasm. I have a sticker on my water bottle that's like an anatomical clitoris and it says, this is the clit. And I love showing <laughs> it to people being like, do you know what a clitoris looks like? Like this oh, is man. it. The magical here. clitoris. Here it is. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, learning about that like, this is gonna be graphic, so um, content warning for these humans. Not trigger warning, yeah. but content is graphic. Do you wanna still do your sound? <laughs> No, no, okay. no, no. Um, but like learning that a clitoris has a hood. Oh. 
Never knew that. Should I be taking notes? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> learning, learning that um, when you breastfeed, milk comes out of your areolas and your nipple, and that the That's nipple cool. goes all the way back into the baby's throat. Whoa! Like right, like shit. I never learned or knew about women's bodies, and I like. I remember being so fucking just struck by like this incredible information. And I remember when I told Kayla about that, that was when she decided to take the class. Like that was yeah, when she yeah. knew she had to take it because it was so impactful for her to hear that. But um, yes, shout out to our professor. Um, he used yeah, that to was an amazing course. every day. Yeah, it was an amazing yeah. course. Um, but anyways, yes, I learned well let's go back to the main topic i was just gonna say i i back to parents are porn i learned zip from my parents zero yeah zilch nada um i I do feel like mine really drilled in um love then sex like fine love so i remember Mm -hmm. i was kind of like a late bloomer when it came to like that stuff but i kind of regret that i that i did that like that i waited Mm -hmm. to have sex till love because it never happened and i ended up going and just like sleeping around anyway mm-hmm. so i kind of wish i i had more of that in my early right. like ad- adolescent stage still in high school like kind of so i could like learn more before i got into the real world college right and it's like oh shit big learning curve here. <laughs> i mean yeah because yeah. those are like those are women that's right <laughs> that is right so, who expect you to know what the clitoris is yeah and i'm like yeah. i fucking I, there's a hood now i gotta pop it <laughs> where's the fucking is this diesel or fucking I'm not really good on working on cars. So. <laughs> Fucking, oh my God, Nick. Yes, you have to pop the hood. Yes. I had no idea. It's a must. You do that with, do you do that with foreplay? Do we want to get into this right now? I would love to know how to pop the hood. Okay. It's just a simple content graphic warning. It is a simple like. <laughs> little Little lever action. Yep. Thumb on top and just pushing forward. Oh, okay. But only on the skin. Does that make what? sense? No. Okay. We have to. I, I will pull up. I'm that. not gonna go in. Let right? me show you. That's Where's my water bottle? Going. Where's my water bottle? <laughs> it's not around me, but I will show you one of these days. Okay. I think I can picture it. You can also just look it up. But okay. Um, anyways. On Pornhub or? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I think you should look it up anatomically first. Maybe. Um, All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> I don't think we came to a fucking conclusion on, did we? My you might have actually. Yes, I, I might have. I don't think you have. I want to go back to you because I think mine is like a Venn diagram of like sex ed being the biggest part and like learning through education, and then like two little circles on the bottom, <laughs> not like a penis. That's what I'm describing. It's like one and then two, um, two little circles on the bottom that are like kind of, kind of porn and kind of friends and like support systems so not really not really my parents but mostly porn and sex ed okay yeah i think i agree i don't i don't think Mm -hmm. sex ed helped at all except just scare me about like Mm. stds and stuff i think i think porn really helped and i like was able Mm. to like gradually learn more and more and like i learned like different moves that like i still would be Mm -hmm. like oh like i want to try that like Mm. you know so but then part of it is also like learning with your partner and like how sex sex evolves over time especially when you're with someone for like i am with my wife for like five plus years right stuff changes our wants change our needs change Mm -hmm. so i think it's really fun um my last thought on this okay um actually 
I can't fucking remember. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Fuck, it was so good. It's okay. Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. I don't know. I remember. It's a funny joke, and, like, a lot of comedians have made it, but, like, why is the G-spot for a man in the butthole? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot. We don't have to talk about it. I'm just curious. Um, yeah, I think a lot of men don't know that, like, their most pleasurable spot is, like, right inside the anus. And I didn't know mm-hmm. that it, like, I, I knew that, like, oh, man, like, that sucks that it's in there. I guess I'll never feel that. But, like, uh, maybe another graphic story. Men go to, like, some massage parlors that yeah. might be a little more, like, yeah. not, like, massage envy. A little more Thai style. And the girls. It's kind of racist, but. Yes, unfortunately, I do. I've been to a many. I think and that. And only these ones. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going down a road you're going to regret and that you're going to have to make a correction about. Okay. Okay. But so I I'll think stop. I think you should say the words like engage with that at your own leisure. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yes. Leisure. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving um, on. Um, do you have any last words on that topic? And we love sex. That's what I want to say. We do love sex. We love sex. We want to lift up sex. We want to teach about sex. Um, I can't tell you how many students I've had to. Not had to, but I've had the opportunity to coach through like their first sexual experience. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. I've had really I had cool. a student come to me when I was at my last institution say like, I'm thinking about having sex for the first time. What do I do? And I was like, Whoa, okay, let's talk about it. What? Oh. What would <laughs> you tell them? Um, I asked a question about like, do you want to know like, what do you want to know about like, do you want to know about anatomy or do you want to know about like pleasure or both? And so we dove into how both. How formal? How formal of a setting was this? In like a one-on-one, like a work okay. setting. Yeah. But I, mean, I also no, was like, like the type you can of talk person. About that. You can talk about it freely. You don't have to like have someone else present with you or anything. No. Why? Okay. I didn't know if it was work, like work related or not. Oh, I work with people over eighteen, so. It doesn't matter? Okay. Nope. Yep. It doesn't matter at all. Um, I was just curious if I went to my general manager at my hotel and was like, hey, <laughs> I want to talk about sex. Well, like, no. You know, like, yes, she's I probably think... like, we have to get HR in here. So yes. Can... No. And I think it's very different with, like, working with students because it's a very, like, like, they have, at the school I'm at right now, a, a good sex series. And it's, like, a series of programs where you come and learn about how to have good sex. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, talk I mean, to I mean, yeah, I could see that because if yeah. I was talking like one of my future students, I would, mm-hmm. I would feel like, yeah, okay, let's have an education yeah. talk. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get it. It was never, um, what do you like? What do you think? It was like, where mm-hmm. is this on the body? And yeah, where like can maybe, I... F- let me show you. Never. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Absolutely not, Nick. Or I've been like, let's pull up a diagram. I hate you. I've seen porn porn videos God. start like this. Hundreds, no, hundreds no, no, no. <laughs> I hope my students don't sexualize me, but probably. Yikes. Um, no, I'm just good at my job and want to provide education for students, and that should be enough. I bet you are. Let's Thank move on. You. Okay. So, did you want to close so, the loop on yours, or do you feel like you did? I feel like you're going to get me in trouble. So. I want you to speak um, your truth. No, well, I just, I didn't know that that area back, I, I like, it's still hard for me to okay. even talk about. Okay. Like the, if the G-spot is in your anus, then uh-huh. that means the closer you get to it, it doesn't have to go in or do anything weird like that, mm-hmm. but the closer you get to it, it does feel good. So yeah. men out there, experiment with it however you want, communicate it with your partners because they're very receptive. And, um, and I want to say, out on a lot. 
Well, I want to say too that like I I understand that you and I hope this is okay for me to say, Nick, but you are talking about very like heterosexual sex, right? I think there are humans in the world that know that, and I think there's humans in the world. Okay, I right? guess I'd be talking to the people who were like me and okay. afraid to Perfect. to keep going. Like, hey, you yes. folks are missing yes. out, so keep going. But yes. yeah, like. I would say the sex I'm now experimenting with might not be as heterosexual. Cool. Okay. Is that fair to say? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I, you know, I'm trying to learn, trying to experiment. Yes. So. No. And I don't mean to put you down and make you feel like you can't say the right things, but I want to do my best to give you language that might feel No. Better. And I, I think that's your role here. Cool. One of your roles here. So good Thank job. Thank you. I was going to say, um, I have more than that okay. role. Nick. No, well, that's your main role. So let's... <laughs> Okay, moving on. Anyways, I'm trying to fucking continue fuck. this motherfucker. Okay, surprise topic. Okay. This was written into us by okay. our lovely friend Gianna. A little okay. shout out there. Thank you. Hi, Gianna. She wrote in and said, I was, you know, it was a lot in this message. Great job, okay. guys. Thank you so much, Gianna. And then it goes into, I was also hoping you guys can address uh, how to set boundaries in friendships. Ooh. How you guys started the journey of setting boundaries mm. and what tips and tricks you have. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yes, I do. I think I want to say a few things about setting boundaries. And the first thing is that it's fucking hard. Like, it Mm -hmm. is so fucking hard to set boundaries. And I've learned a lot about boundary setting from you, Nick. I think you and Kayla, um, your wife, my best friend, do that very, very well. And it's something I model a lot from you all. But um, I also think that in friendships the word boundary can is like a hot button, right? The word boundary makes people think like you want distance, you want parameters and like all those things that can be true. But I think my best tip or trick is to communicate a boundary without saying the word boundary oh. and like expressing what you need with different language. Um, Give me an example. So like for me in the future, I could say, hey Nick, I felt kind of impacted by something that you said earlier today. Do you think that in the future, you know, it would make me more comfortable if you didn't say it this way and maybe you said it that way. Does okay, that sound like really something good. that you can agree to? Yeah. Cool. Wow. And that's That it. was so easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think saying like, Nick, we have an issue and I need to set a new boundary feels very like, whoa, okay, what does that mean? What did I do wrong? But instead yeah. it's just, it's communicating your needs clearly and with I statements and with intent, but with... Like I tell my students, like be a solutionary. So always, always, always provide a solution when giving feedback. So instead of that's me really, just saying, really important. Yeah, instead of me just saying, Nick, you hurt my feelings. Like, okay, then what? Mm-hmm. But like, hey, you hurt my feelings when you said this, and it made me feel this way. And I want in the future for you to do this instead. Can you agree to that? Okay. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy that because mm-hmm. sometimes I, I think you can make a mistake there because if you forget the solution like you're saying right it's kind of also like hey your feelings aren't my responsibility so Mm -hmm. go figure out why your feelings got hurt by something i said right Right. so when you are dealing with that you want to respect someone's boundaries it's also important not to take on responsibility fuck yeah fuck yeah so absolutely it's like hey i felt this way when you did this that's not your fault but Mm -hmm. i was just wondering if you could like rephrase this and if they're like no, that's how it's going to be. Be like, fair enough. You have to now make the decision how you want to withdraw or absolutely put up new boundaries that have nothing to do with them kind of. Yes. And I think that's something I, I want to model from you a lot is like being able to say 
that we disagree and that that's okay. Like that's something I struggle with a lot as a really serial people pleaser is like we have to be in harmony. We have to like make an agreement. We have to be like good and we have to love each other and it has to be okay. But really like we're allowed to disagree on something and still be friends or still be whatever relationship, you know, that you might be in. Um, That's a really big growth area for me because I – No, yeah. Harmony is one of my big, big values. Yeah, it's really hard. And especially if you're trying to set boundaries with someone and they take it personal. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like sometimes I can do that with my spouse. Like, oh, you need space? Like, it's me. It's like, what? No, she Mm. just had a really busy day. So it's – it really – She's putting herself first, and mm-hmm. that's amazing. And so it, that's really important. If yep. you're trying to set boundaries, just love yourself like the most, because it's it's really easy to like. Yep. I don't want to rock the boat by this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just I'll just let it go, and then you build resentment. And yeah. Things and happen I, after that. I want to say something too, reflecting on our past traumas, right? Like always wanted to bring it back to that is I have found, and I think you can agree with this, Nick, is that it is nearly impossible or almost impossible to set a boundary with a narcissist. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like setting boundaries with narcissists is the most difficult thing I have ever had to do because it, like you said, it means, well, then you must hate me. Well, then you must not love me anymore. So then the solution to this, Mm got to take love off the table before the conversation. We had this example already. And I mean, that's new. And I had to like, reach out to my counselor and be like, hey, this happened. Yeah. Don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. You didn't prepare me for this. <laughs> <laughs> but the easiest solution, take love off the table. Hmm. You start saying something like, hey, this wasn't cool going forward. This has to go this way. Yeah. A little boundary. And then they're like, you must not love me. It's like, okay, let's take a break. Yeah. And then when you come back to the conversation, hey, before we dive into this, I yeah. love you. You love me. There's no question there. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yep. Here's the problem. Wow. I love that. And I think that's... Um, I think that's a great thing to say to – I'm trying to say, like, that makes a lot more sense for people that are attached differently to your life. And I think we, you talked a lot about, like, outgrowing friends in other, you know, episodes and, like, where oh. you're at with your friendships. And I think I want to say, too, in our last episode when we talked about ending relationships or fizzing out of relationships, um, especially for you, Gianna, with your topic is, like, I there comes a time where like if your boundaries aren't met and if you're not getting what you need in a friendship like then we start talking about ending relationships and fizzling out and breaking away from toxicity and and, like there's nothing wrong with that and if you can communicate to somebody that you have a need and they can't meet it then do they deserve to be a part of your life fuck no and I mean (laughs) guilt I guess I live my life so I don't have any guilt I bleed guilt yeah, if you love yourself and it's like, you know what? I gave this person every yeah. opportunity to have like a successful relationship with me. Yeah. And it's just not working out. Like move on and yeah. live your life. Like people don't actually care about you. Like you need to care about yourself, you know? That was my biggest thing I learned from, honestly, from you and from Kayla is like people are allowed to not care about every part of your life and still love you. Like people yeah. are allowed to be like, I don't care. Like, yeah, live your life. I love you. But whatever you yeah. need. I just want you to be happy. It's like no, oh, and that's really oh, hard, especially okay. coming coming from trauma. Yeah. Like, wait, 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 yes. wait. No, that's not right. Especially so. when you grow up with nothing but conditional love. Everything yeah. had to be tradesies. Like that's how I describe it in my childhood. Is like I trade you love for going to the grocery store. I trade you love for yeah. this. Like oh, I don't want to do tradesies. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end. Yes, because that could be another topic. I agree. I really like that. Yeah. But thank you, Gianna, for that topic. That was awesome, and yeah. I hope that helped. 
That was really good. Yeah. Um, and everybody, we're going to post episodes every Monday and Friday. Mm-hmm. So please, you can find us on Spotify and Apple yes. Music. Follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. To find more updates, highlights, or just fun stuff. So thanks, everybody. Yes, we love you, and I love you, Nick. And I love you, too. Thanks.